And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Ooh, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. And I aim to please any day of the week, any time of the day, just for you. Yeah, normally on a Thursday, but since we had the mini-show yesterday, uh, Johnny slid into Thursday. What's on the menu tonight? Are, are the Boo Dogs going to be playing every Wednesday from for, till the end of the year <laughs> the here? The season's almost over, right? I mean, that was our last game. Last oh. game, okay, yeah. Never mind. what goes on in the SEC tournament. Uh, we'll have full Calvasa access for the rest of the year. Okay. All right, Mark. Well, non-red meat season is in full swing. March is in full swing. And we've got a new player on the block when it comes to meat alternatives. And that's our old buddies at Church's Chicken. They got some new things going on, Mark. Namely, garlic butter. And they're going to take their new garlic butter and they're going to put it on just about anything they can, including... Some shrimp. So if you're sick of those fish sandwiches already, why not go around the corner to Church's Chicken, grab some of their battered shrimp or tenders or fries or anything else and dip them in this brand new garlic butter. It's garlicky enough. It's buttery enough to get you through the day. Interesting. Garlic butter shrimp from Church's Chicken. That sounds pretty amazing. High pitch Eric in studio. Uh, does that tempt you, Eric? Garlic butter shrimp from Church's Chicken? That sounds appetizing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had uh, Shake Shack. Yeah, we had Shake Shack. And I never had Shake Shack. Mark, and I'd like to fill up High Pitch's belly button with some of that garlic butter and just dip shrimp all <laughs> night long, baby. And for the first time, the hot dog with the fried onions? Yeah, the Shakemeister, Shackmeister hot dog. The best. It was really good. It Who's high pitch? Um, the problem, though, Eric, uh, you, so you drove down, drove down from New York. I would imagine, Johnny, uh, that garlic butter has got to be a little messy while you're driving. It is. So th- that's why they make those little adapters in the newer cup holders that kind of have the arms out so you can put a small thing in there or a large thing and it'll still catch it. So if you get it right in there right, you can get it. Yeah. Or you can put a plastic top plastic top on top of it and then just take a pencil or a pen and just shove it right through the top. Then you've got like a little pour spout for your garlic butter. Beautiful. It's great to be on the radio with High Pitch, by the way. You're a hero of mine, High Pitch. It's great to talk to you. So, Eric, you drove down from New York to Atlanta. Did you stop at any fast food restaurants on the way? You want to just tell Johnny what you stopped, what you ate on the way down? Yes, I stopped at a couple of Starbucks. Okay. And I stopped at Roy Rogers. Oh. That, that still exists. That still exists? Did you yeah. get the, the roast beef sandwich there, I would imagine? Yeah, with the American cheese. American cheese roast beef. Roy Rogers still exists, Johnny Kilbasa. <laughs> we know that. Only on certain spots. Was that on I-95 or is that on I-85 coming down, Eric? Uh, uh, I-95. Yeah. Oh, Love it's it. good to see Roy Rogers still still out there doing what they do. I guess, is that still part of the Arby's family, Johnny, or is that separate? Uh, it's not part of Yum's brand if you're, if you're, no, I think okay. they're on their own. I'll go do some little more research on that. I can't remember the last time I had a Roy Rogers. Oh, my God. What about Arthur Treacher's? You've had Arthur, speaking of fried shrimp, Arthur Treacher's, you ever had that, Eric? I've had that a long time ago. So I, fact check this, Dev. This is, I, I meant to bring this up with you, Johnny. Do you know the, uh, the origins of the word hush puppies? I do. Do you know, Johnny? I do. I do know the origins of hush puppies. Tell, all right, tell the folks. You know what hush puppies are, Eric, right? Yes. Yeah, tell tell the folks 
allegedly how the name Hush Puppy started, John. Well, back uh, back in the day, down in the South, when everything's getting breaded and deep fried, the dogs would always be running around saying, give me some of that, give me some of that. So they'd take a little of the dough and they'd fry it up by itself and throw it at the dog and say, Hush Puppy! Is that, is that, did you fact check that? Is that? I heard a different, uh, kind of a different story. I'm trying to find the, the origin of the story. So what I heard was a little more, hit, I don't know, it might be less accurate. I'm better than Google any day of the week. So, but I have the similar story, Johnny, except what I read, and again, I don't know if this is true. Deb is going to check that one uh, in the South during uh, pre-Civil War days, when slaves wanted to run away, they would fry up cornbread to distract the dogs that were working at the plantations to hush the puppies like if they saw you know the dog saw them trying to escape they would throw these hush puppies at them so you know you know if you're getting chased by a dog you throw a steak at them or whatever in the movies but apparently this and i don't know if it's true but if it's true that's kind of an amazing story i guess either way we're, we're similar on what it's it is I, I like my version better yeah yeah but that's in there that's in there all right i just i saw that the other day i was like oh man i gotta bring it up to johnny all right johnny k we appreciate you as always and if high pitch is high so am i Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to the Sausage Hunt Podcast on any pod app or johnnykilbasa.com, Mark. All things Kilbasa on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. Mom. <laughs> uh, that was fucking high pitch Eric from the fucking Howard Stern show on there. Fuck it. I can't find I it. I thought you found it. No. No. Do you have the proper inspiration for what you want us to do? There's nothing I want to do. I'm just long for the ride now. No, no. I'm the only person that's allowed to have a bad attitude around here. I'm pa- Why is that so hard to find? Ron Perlman, what is the law? Did you find that particular clip on your phone? No. I thought you, did, you said you did. I found it on my tablet a couple days ago. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Who has broken the law? Shall not touch the buttons of Babe's hot tub. That is the law. Thou shall not change the temperature of the hot tub of Babe. Thou shall not adjust the jets of the hot tub. That is the law. Who has broken this law? the buttons of Babe's hot tub. Henceforth, he will not be allowed to be alone in the hot tub. He will not be allowed to touch the buttons. Forth to study the didgeridoo, never again to be in a hot tub.
by himself. Long he journeyed until he came upon another man, a pilgrim, who also wanted to learn how to play the didgeridoo. He called himself Johnny Gabasa. Hey man. I say that, who are you? Um, I'm here for the didgeridoo class. Me and my buddy El Chapo here, we signed up online and they told us to come down this babbling brook and we brought our didgeridoo. Okay, I brought mine, see? I'm not, I'm good, I'm not good at it yet, but my Chapo's a little better than, that, than me. But, Check um, it out, bro. Yeah, man, he's got one and I'm... So we're trying to get better. Can, can you tell us where the class is? I thought it was down this... Uh, I, I thought there was going to be a dude sitting on a stump with a mullet. Right. So he will be, I think, on the further rock down there. The one with the... Oh, yeah. Yes. I think I see him. Okay. All right. Um, I'm ready. Did you bring your notebook? Or did, or I guess we don't need a notebook. Or uh, need a... There's like bamboo around. We could make a reed, and then there's some papyrus. We could probably ground it into a powder and let it lay in the sun and make paper. Can Rock. you believe we have to let termites eat the fuck out of eat the middle out of these things? This is that is, what's in weird. my gums? Probably, if you didn't get them all out. Uh, I'm like, I don't know. I, I know I got a lot of plaque, but I'm, my gums are bleeding really bad. Oh. Sorry to hear that. Uh, perhaps our teacher will have some mouthwash or something. You need some sort of gargle when you're spitting didgeridoo shit. I'm so. gargle with some Purell or something. All right. So do you want to... Oh, here he is. All right. Let's go down here. I think we're just in time. Man. Sweet. All right. The man himself. Okay, I'm fired up for this didgeridoo class. All right. Let's go. It's up to you to put the time and effort... Oh, here he You're is. practicing every day. Oh, we're all Quiet, get he's at. talking. One hour, Sorry. two hours to play it and so forth. So forth. Now, to play the didgeridoo, yeah. you've got to do okay. a sharp raspberry. Didgeridoo. Oh, we're getting right into Don't it. Don't blow right. like wow. a trumpet because. He's getting technical. It's not a brass instrument. Okay. It's timber. 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 <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Blow it hard like a trumpet. <laughs> Sounds pretty terrible. Blow softly. Blow softly. Try and do some twangs <laughs> also with your tongue. Twang, twang, twang. <laughs> I think that I think I'm getting the hang of it here. Now the voice box is there for its purpose also. Oh. You oh. do sounds like the dingoes, kookaburras, mopokes, oh. emus, and you can do sounds that are produced through the didgeridoo. And it sounds synthesized. Now the sound is also inside, you have all the little cracks and holes that the termites have left behind. Termites, man. That's what also synthesizes the sound. <laughs> Doesn't sound very good at this end. 
but at that end, it sounds pretty good. So, for example, the dingo, that's a wild dog. They don't bark, they howl. You've got to do the sound in your voice box. at the same time. To do a dingo, for example, do five short calls and one big long one. Oh, yeah, right there. I think I. Dingo. You doing that, bro? I think That's so. a laughing jackass. <laughs> a bit faster. It freaks Thanks, me out Mike. when he sticks his finger in his throat. <laughs> Mopak? It's a bird that sits up in the tree, looks at you. Man, he's flying through these things. Yeah, I can't keep up. Excuse me, could you, could you repeat the part about the, the dingoes? Now, apart from the sounds that are done in your voice box, try and do some twang noises with your tongue. For example, kangaroo. If you imagine a kangaroo hopping in the road, it sounds like this. Imagine a little Joey trying to keep up with him. Oh, a little Joey. Joey. Oh, yeah, he's hopping. Yeah. Some little things that you can experiment with. Now, apart from the sounds, we now get on to the next step, such as recycle breathing. That's the hard part. The hard part. Now, didgeridoo players famous for blowing down the didge and sucking air through the nose at the same time. There are different techniques you can use to practice this, my technique is Johnny, is this guy from short Boston? Little... Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> so I'm blowing a short little burst and sucking when I'm blowing out. Can you do that while you're smoking cigarettes yeah, too? I think yeah. you can. Try that's too much. Don't try too hard. Just relax. <laughs> Once you've mastered that, do it a bit longer. Until you find again. Oh, I got it. That's a C. I'm storing air in my cheeks, but I'm also taking air down in my lungs. And later on, when you do fast and slow rhythms, you're using your diaphragm as well to keep the rhythm pumping. Pumping. So, keep practicing. Blow and breathe air through your nose and back out the nose. 
Okay. It's hard, <sighs> but <sighs> practice <sighs> makes per- you know, it <sighs> perfect. <sighs> <sighs> Now, the first step I showed you was just to blow it. Try now with the grunt sound as you blow it. Now try a twang, so you're doing three things. Now, when you recycle breathe, you're doing four things. Watch this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Recycle, bro. Now, the rhythm I'm doing there is probably a little bit too advanced. Just come back to something that's nice and slow and simple. Nice, slow and simple. Now, here are some different rhythms that you can probably play if you practice. I'm gonna practice. You probably noticed that at some stage when I was blowing it, I was doing a little <laughs> Those to me are little cue calls. If I'm doing a show and I'm playing the didgeridoo, when the dancers are dancing, I do a little That cues them to go on the next step, go on to the next dance. Listen. Now, there's only so much I can show you on how to play the didgeridoo Thanks, man. in this situation. Thanks, man. I think I got it, though. Yeah. I think I got it. But if you practice your breathing, <laughs> practice your blowing, maybe Whoa, one day I'm gonna blow my we breathing. can play some didgeridoo together. started blowing on a didgeridoo with some crazy Australian brothers. You got into it. El Chapo got into it. He knows how to do his didgeridoo any day of the didgeridoo, baby. Loving it in the sausage hut. After you swam around didgeridoo until you're blue in the face and you passed out because you didn't have any air left in your lungs. Ah, acceptance on koala. Do you realize that you're in the Sausage Hut, everybody. Welcome back to the Sausage Hut, where things are way too loud for me right now. All of a sudden, they weren't loud, and now they're loud as fuck. All right. Getting it on with El Chapo in the house. Yeah, 
playing on that didgeridoo. I'm the didgeridoo. What is the law? El Chapo. Very good. Kicking some ass, taking some names. Can't really hear. In the forest. You can't hear anything? God damn. You're a high maintenance I, I motherfucker. Can, I can hear the music, but can't hear me. You can't hear yourself. How about now? Hello, hello, hello. Ah, oh, there I saw. I saw much better. Is that better? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Very good. Very good. Happy to see you. Good to be here. All right. Well, we've already we we were a little bit late to our didgeridoo lesson. Luckily, things worked out there, and we got we able to get in. So, and you unfortunately were late because you were in the doghouse. Because you were a bad boy, apparently, and you had to get. Thou shall not walk on all fours. Thou shall not touch bibs, hot tub buttons. So you got? Did you get yelled at pretty good, or? Oh, yelled at. That would have been pleasurable. I got the. Oh, babe, I got I got the uh, jets on. I don't realize that we we're going from 103 to 85 degree bathwater temperature. Ah, oh, but right now it's feeling good. I'm out here by myself. Got my beer. Got my smokes. See the night sky. Ah, oh, God. So, you're you're going out to the hot tub just like every other day. I'm you sitting do in the hot day. tub. Babe got out. She's like, I'm going to bed. You were there. She was there. You were both in there. In the hot tub. Well, the night before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so this she is a goes. Two-part adventure. She goes. Yeah, it's a two-part. She goes to bed. She goes, "Baby, you just sit and relax. Do whatever you want." All right, she said, "Do whatever you want." I'm like, "All right, well, what I want is more jets, because jets go off." I'm like, "No, no, I, I want some more jets." So I go over to the keypad, start pushing buttons. This was after after she left or she's still in the hot tub. No, she's she's out. She's going to bed. I'm okay. like I'm like, where's my jets? Where are my jets at? How long were you in the hot tub at this point? Uh, probably about twenty minutes. How long do you usually stay in the hot tub? Because I can't I'm a hot tub pussy. Like I can't do more than like ten minutes. I'm dead like, well, it's, it, like it's, it's my kryptonite. It turns me into a slush. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm probably in about that 30, 40 minutes total. Like, do you get in and get out, or you just stay in there the whole time? Well, unless I got to pee, I jump out. You don't pee in the hot tub? No. No. Isn't there a filter of some kind? <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, I'm not afraid of my own DNA, but I don't want to be swimming in my own DNA. So, no, I just jump out. It's no big deal. Do you pee outside, right outside the hot tub? Right outside in the stone garden, baby. Does does the backyard smell like pee now? Does he pee out there? Nah, a lot? it smells like uh, smells like old world garlic for some reason. I mm. can't figure that one out. You eat a lot of garlic when you're in the hot tub. <laughs> You'll have to get used to old Chapo's garlic. 
So she went inside, and so you did something. You started mashing buttons. I mashed. I mashed. I mashed. And then after about five minutes of mashing, ah, jets are on. What I didn't realize is I mashed some buttons that turn the temperature down, apparently. So then, fast forward next evening, Babe was like, alright, we played our games at pool. I'm getting ready for a hot tub. I'm like, alright, I'm gonna mash some uh, nasty Olive Garden leftovers or whatever in the fridge that we have. She, and she goes outside. I'm like, alright, I'm gonna get my uh, hot tub robe on that she bought me for Christmas. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. And as I'm getting ready, I hear the door open and I hear her feet smashing everywhere and I hear fuck shit fuck, all this foul language I'm like whoa I'm like babe don't talk to me don't talk to me <sighs> fuck me I'm like whoa what the hell happened I didn't buy a $500,000 hot tub so I could jump in bath water like what the hell happened to Cold. It's cold. And I thought, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I remember the night before I was mashing buttons. To try to get the jets on. Yeah, and I said, babe, that, that might have been me. Radio silence. And she normally takes forever to build a fire in the fireplace. She had this... Pioneer fire going in like in two minutes. That's that's her burning anger. Just I don't even think she lit a match. I think she just looked at the logs and they spontaneously spontaneously combusted in the flames. I'm like, wow. She goes, well, you better get the taco. And the taco, of course, is the uh, foam. Uh, Float, some sort of floaty thingy. Floaty thing that goes on top of the mattress. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. We're going to sleep in front of the fire with no hot tub. So basically, I surmise that I pushed too many buttons, made the hot tub a cold 85 degrees. It should be like 105. And, uh, Do you think she overreacted? No. <laughs> no. No. No, not at all. Not at all. So. What is the law? I shall not mash buttons. On Babe's hot tub to get just. Thou shall not make the hot tub bathroom temperature water. That is the law. And who has broken this law? El Chapo, come forth. Oh, Father! But if you notice, Dr. Morrow said, I forgive you. Babe did not say. I forgive you. Babe says, Eh, no more will you be in the hot tub by yourself and mash buttons. Is she going to enforce this rule? <laughs> it is I alone. Who can be in the hot tub Who alone? Who can be in the hot tub alone? Hey, you know what? You ain't learning unless you mess something up, brah. You can see now. You you can see that hot tub from the from the highway now, can't you? 
From the highway to the byway. It used to be hidden away in the backyard, and now the backyard's taken away. There is no backyard. No. It's somewhat odd to have a hot tub right there. It's, it's like a little freeway in, in the back. But yeah. And so, now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Good hot tub. I have a question for you. Yes. And I, I'm not basing this on anything that I know. And if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to answer it. All right. Are you... You... Are you prepared to get dumped, if anything? Like, let's say... <laughs> Let's just say, no matter for whatever reason, you get dumped tomorrow. Are you prepared for that, or would you? Are you going to go into like a cocoon? Let's just say she dumps you tomorrow. Because of this? No, just because of oh, whatever. Just be, oh, okay. Or because that could have been the last straw, and she's like, "I'm done." I'm done. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, are you okay? I mean, would you be okay with it, or would it be like? Would your world come crashing down? No, Babe and I are oddly not. I, I think the reason this relationship works so awesome is because we're both of the same mind. I'm, I'm not. I'm not asking about the good parts of your relationship. I'm asking no, no, what happens to you if you get dumped tomorrow. Oh, just just straight. What happens to me? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Everything's tough. But so is El Chapo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a couple days of boo-hoo, deep in my cup, you know, Jack Daniels, whatever, but, um, you know, can't give up. You're just going to go on a... Because <laughs> <laughs> a man should be prepared for that sort of thing. No matter what. I would always recommend they should be prepared, but I'm I I think uh, I think I'm stuck. I think I could fuck that's that. That's not the question. I, the I question isn't you guys have a good thing going. The question is are you prepared to be dumped for whatever reason? Uh, prepared. Are you, are you, am I prepared for a tornado to knock my apartment building down? Yeah. No, but as long as I'm not under the rubble, I think I'll I'll figure out a way. Okay. But, uh, no. Just um, checking. Because, you know, I'm not saying, I, I'm not, you know, it's always a possibility in I life. Think, I mean. Johnny K's been dumped many times. There's been, um. Yeah, no, we're stuck. But that's I, not, that again, that is not my question. Whether you're stuck together or whether you share a mindset or anything like that. The question is, are you ready for it if it happens? Because they'll pull it out of anywhere, man. They can pull it out of their ass anytime they want. Oh, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but the situation I'm in... Um, That's not the point again. Defies physics. Again. Defies laws. Okay, so you're kind of in the it's not going to happen I could wake mode. up. I could wake up tomorrow and say, babe, I'm dumping you. And she would say, uh, no. <laughs> no. No, you're not. No, you're not. I would say, okay, babe, well, then you know what? I'm going to push every fucking button on that hot tub, and then you're going to dump me, and she's going to say, you're going to be in big trouble, but uh, no, we're, you're, you're not getting rid of me. 
and probably she would say, oh, you know this nice bench plane that you just restored? I'm going to smash it with a, a, a sledgehammer, and you're going to dump me. And I'll be like, that's really going to bum me out, but no, I, I'm, maybe I do want to dump you, but I can't. <laughs> We're fucking stuck. Okay. It's like two magnets. Like, like that's again. That's God not the point. I'm just. I'm just. I'm not and trying to. I'm prepare, just saying. It's like. It's like preparing for um, Jupiter smashing the Earth. It's not. It's not that far out of the realm of possibility when boys or girl, boys and girls are in the same room together. It's not. I'm just saying. So this is this is kind of. So a, you're you're not prepared at all. That, that, that basically, it's over. Well, I'll tell you what. Saying. All right. For, for for the sake of your argument, I will say this: if that were to happen. Let's just, let's just say, okay, yeah, it's over. And, and what, you know, what if she said, hey, you know, uh, so, I'm trying to make this a good thing, but. So you and two other of my dear friends are going to have to get real use to going to the home center. <laughs> that's cool. That's the number. That's the first thing you thought of. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that's good. Like, oh, fuck, what am, how am I going to get to the home center? Uh, how home am I going to get lumber? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, as long as we know where your priorities yeah. are. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't mean to dwell on it. Okay. I would have to, like... I mean, I'm just wondering... I'm wondering what I... Am I going to have to, like... You know, like, jimmy your door open to find you... In your mess, oh, like no. you haven't oh, left your apartment in like right, a so week and a half. I see, like I see, I see where you're coming from. So no, it'd be totally opposite of that. I will become your most annoying friend ever, because I'll be like Johnny. I know you're not working today, so why don't I fill up the tank? We go to a bar, I'll buy a meal, and then oh, we're stopping at the home center or whatever lumberyard, and I need. I'm gonna fill up the back of your. It, you know, yeah. Oh, SUV with a shit ton of lumber. I'm probably gonna fill up the top. Do you have a luggage rack on top too? Because that um, would help. So. You're not putting lumber on my new car. Yeah. Well, you can put it in my new car, but not on top of it. It'll be plywood. It'll be fine. I'll bungee cord it. Yeah. And now you're chaining off cigarettes. Like, can we take it? Can we shift down a gear on the smokes? What are you up to? Like ten? Ten. I've got one, two, three. This is four. Okay. I will. I will knock it down. All right. But um, bifocal safety glasses on. But you're a superstar. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why these are on. I don't, but, for, yeah. Aren't they your reading glasses? Yeah, I use. Yeah, they they are like a bifocal magnet reader. Thing. That's cool. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy with my appliances. Yeah. Oh, so you got you got a you got a crock pot. Now you're gonna start to cook again. You're you're switching off from. So You're ha- not going to eat Subway for every Subway and or Olive Subway Garden. Subway is not going to be uh. breakfast and lunch every other fucking day. Thank fucking God. I'm I'm back to eating steel cut oats, Scottish oats, Irish oats, whatever you want to call them. Oh, what what the hell was the name of that stuff? That's the greatest porridge on earth. It's ancient Scottish porridge. I was so happy this morning. Do you remember the brand name of it? Bob's or Red Bob's or Bob Red, something like that. Scottish Oats. 
Look at Bob's Scottish oats. Bob's Red Mill Steel red, Cut. Yeah, that's oats. where the red comes from. Yeah. Now this steel cut oats isn't. It just isn't something you go buying at the store. Oh, actually, I got marks. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not just something you throw in the microwave. You probably could, but it's not going to come out really appetizing. Bob. It's not oatmeal, is it? What, what, did, the, what did you call it? It's oatmeal. But I thought it was different than oatmeal. It's the same. Or steel cut oats as oatmeal. It's how it's processed. So it's not rolled through those. Well, roll. Oh, so it's not rolled through the steel cylinders to grind it down and flat. This is literally just cut. The kernel is just cut. It's it's tiny little chunks rather than flattened out flakes. And from from the bag. In 2016, I traveled to the town of Carbridge, Scotland, to compete in the Golden Spit of World Porridge Making Championship. From amongst the best oatmeal makers in the world, I was so honored to be declared the winner. I owe it all to my one-of-a-kind steel-cut oats, the very same oats that are in this bag. To your good health. The porridge of ancient Scotland in a bag for you to put in your new crock pot. They got all kinds of stuff at Bob's Red Mill. Oats. And what did you put? What did you put in your oats? So how did you prepare your steel cut oats? All right. So put it in the uh, Crock-Pot Express. Your brand new Crock-Pot Express. Yeah. Good for, it's just like a, uh, what do you call it? Well, I pressure cooked it. Now the pressure cook option. So I'm drinking my coffee, put it in there. Ten minutes at like. I don't know, four or something, and um, heard the beeper go off, and so I hit the air valve, steam valve, whatever. And it goes on for a while. And then I realized the pressure's off, so I open it up, and man, steel-cut oats, 10 minutes. I didn't have to fuss over anything. It's perfectly cooked. So I scoop it out. Um, I How put, long did it take to get up to temperature? Uh, like, I don't know, three, maybe five minutes. I don't know. Oh. But I don't care. I'm drinking coffee. I'm on my tablet doing some unnecessary shopping on Amazon. Didn't buy anything, thank God. Um, so then I uh, add some honey. I slice up some apple, cube it basically, chop up some uh, cranberries. And then I added. I bought a bag of uh, chopped up walnuts. I didn't even, have, didn't even have to chop those up, so I just dump them in there, stir it up, and there you go. The round made like three servings. I probably used like two and a half servings. So when I 
go back to my place. I got to dump the uh, quarter serving that I didn't use. No big deal. And uh, I'll do it again tomorrow. I'm, I'm Scottish gonna... oatmeal is the original porridge of ancient Scotland. So I imagine that tomorrow morning as I'm drinking my coffee waiting for my new round of oats to cook, that the oats I cooked this morning and ate are going to have to come flying out my ass and I'm going to take an incredible, comfortable fucking dump. Scottish oatmeal is the original porridge of ancient Scotland, this true grain. Oatmeal is stone ground on our century-old mills. These Scottish oats have a smooth, creamy texture that makes excellent porridge or Scottish oat cakes. And you got a pressure cooker pot. You need to get on this train with me, man. Let me check the carbs. Oh, the carbs. I know. You're getting protein, and most importantly, you're getting fiber. You're getting soluble fiber. You're getting three grams of fiber and 20, 20 net carb, 23 net carbs. That's too many carbs for oh me. Oh, my God. Cry me a river. Hey. Well, you're a skinny man, and you can eat whatever you want, basically. <laughs> I am not a skinny man. I have to try. Where's the recipe for these oat cakes? Oats, oats, oats. That's what I'm going about. Oats and beans, oats and beans. Oh, did you check the bobsredmill.com for all kinds of recipes? No, but I'm going to. Oat cakes. You cannot beat oats. I don't care what the carbs are. You're getting soluble. I don't think they're listing the soluble. Fiber typically is just uh, the uh, insoluble. The soluble fiber is what cleans you out. Gets rid of the cholesterol. Keeps your intestines going so you don't have to take laxatives when you get in your, you know, 60s or 70s. These are fortunatamente, Scottish oat cakes. And I've had a lot of different types of oats. I think this Bob Scottish oatmeal is my fucking favorite. Excuse the language. Not the instant oats, not even the rolled oats old-fashioned, not even the Irish steel cut. I think the Scottish... And no offense to my Irish ancestors. Oat cakes. There we go. Bob's favorite Scottish oat cakes. Are you interested in this? Send me a link, bro. <laughs> Crisp and nutty flavored. Scottish oatmeal and whole wheat pastry flour combined to make a savory oat cake with a touch of sweetness. Pair with lemon curd and berries or eat them like crackers with cheese, smoked fish, and fresh herbs. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I want that. I fucking want that. So you need some whole wheat pastry flour, cane sugar, salt, baking powder, unsalted. But you don't have any of this stuff except the oatmeal. That's fine. We'll, we'll make some tack bread. Actually, we should do that sometime because I want to. I want to eat what the Civil War soldiers from the Union had to fucking eat: tack bread. I think it's just water and flour, isn't That's it? That's gross. Maybe some salt. I don't know, but I don't want to know. Lemon's bread, hey, Mister Frodo. I think I, it's basically tack bread. No, that's elven, and it's fucking enchanted. Oh, it was got some rosemary, Lambus. some Lambus ground bread. rosemary in it. <laughs> <laughs> How much rosemary do you want to eat? Or do you want some Scottish pancakes? Uh, 
Lembus. Also um, called whey bread was a special type of bread or cake made by the elves. Pocket sized and exceedingly uh, nutritious. What's what's the ingredients? It's thread fresh for months when wrapped in leaves. What's the ingredients for lemon? Superfood. I mean, I don't know if J.R.R. Tolkien actually made. But he made like, everything else. He couldn't come up with the recipe for lamb's bread. Fuck. <sighs> He's a fraud. Ooh, it came up with some languages, but he didn't do the recipe for lamb's bread. He just said it. It's tack bread, whatever. Cold butter, brown sugar, cinnamon. It's a sweeter. It's a sweeter bread. It's um, enchanted, dude. Of course, the it's elvish. elven. Yeah, only you notice only the elvish races had sugar. You don't see the orcs pouring sugar on anything. No, they didn't know how to make it. They, well, they stole it. They could steal sugar. They could steal it. They could pillage. Oh, dude, I watched three episodes of that stinking show you turned me on to last night. Trotsky? I was up to 2.30 in the morning. I was so tired oh. for God. Oh, really? Yeah. How is Hunters. All right, Hunter. here's how I would describe it. If um, Quentin Tarantino and... Wes Anderson decided to do a co-directed movie together. <laughs> Those are two of my favorite directors. Uh, two of mine. And said, why don't we do a movie about the 70s Nazi hunters and also flip the script so no one is going to realize what's coming up next. That's why I ended up staying up at 2.30 in the morning. God, I, I, I was cursing your name for a while. Uh, like usual? Yeah, like usual. Like... <laughs> Fuck, and I couldn't. I could, and I'm probably gonna go home and watch another episode or two because, like, I, oh god, um, it's not like is the whole season out? I don't know. Episode Does three. Amazon do whole seasons or do they just bring them out one at a time? Uh, Amazon pretty much puts out a whole season. Yeah, yeah. Babe and I are watching Outlander right now on Stars, but it's only every Sunday, which is good, because otherwise she would watch three or four in a row like we used to do when it was on Amazon. But uh, yeah, this this Hunter thing is like, it's it's so bizarre. It's like there's so many style. There's like three or three or four main style. I can't figure them out. Like I said, there's a Wes Anderson style. There's a Quentin Tarantino. I'm trying to figure out what the third one is. but And then the storyline, it pretty much stays on track. It's not crazy. It's not stupid. But it twists like, ugh. God, it's so easy to binge watch. <laughs> it's too easy to binge watch. And you've, I mean, think about it. You've got Al Pacino as the man. I was like, what the? I never would have. And he's doing this, you know, he mostly stays on track with his Jewish accent, but once in a while he, but he brings it right back. He's doing this Jewish thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's spectacular. It's really spectacular. I, I in a weird, bizarre, never would have thought of kind of way. Like you, you could not have plotted or tracked this without. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know that you mean to turn me on to it, but I'm like. Well, I didn't even. I mean, I just saw a commercial for it. Yeah, it had me, Pacino me, in it. Yeah, I was me like, too. Whoa, me fuck. too. And I, you know, I kind of thought like, you know, ah, Pacino's just cashing a check. He's old. He's just, he's just, he doesn't even need the money. But 
and it's not necessarily that he's doing this awesome job. He's he he, he is awesome, but the story, the screenplay—I I don't know. It's like I don't know what to. It's it's so bizarre that you can't stop watching it. That's that's how I would put it. I don't know that it's excellent. But it's so bizarre that you can't stop watching it. Yeah, that's all I can say. So after you left. Yeah, two thirty. Which I left at what, like ten thirty or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So at about two thirty in the morning, episode four is ramping up on the corner of the screen. I'm like, "Holy God, I have got to go to work tomorrow. It is tomorrow. I've got to go to work in a few hours." Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably watch one tonight, and then I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go to bed. Gotta mm-hmm. go to bed." Yeah, it's it, it's really good. So I would actually rewatch those if you like. If you like, I don't want to subscribe to Amazon, but if you want to just come over periodically and watch it, yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. It's um, well, you don't don't wait on my account, but I appreciate that. I'm probably not going to wait on your account, but if you, <laughs> if, if, if you want to, I'll rewatch. I'll wait till December it's, when I f- sign up again for uh, free shipping for Christmas, and then watch it all. <laughs> Or you get the whole Prime package for that. Or I think you sign up for it's like you get Prime for free for a week or so. It used to be a month. Now it's a week. You you, you could be, you could yeah. You, if you set aside the video games for a week, yeah, you you <laughs> you would get through it easily. I can't with your with your lifestyle. Yeah, that would not be a challenge for you. <laughs> My lifestyle. Because <laughs> <sighs> you write your own checks, you write your own time. I that's a life that I can't admit. But yeah, you. So you could like, yeah, definitely. While food's cooking in the panini press, you're like, mm, I'll, uh, Al Pacino next episode. Yeah. Me, I'm like, I'm always looking at the clock. I'm like, oh, you work. <laughs> yeah. I want my lemons bread, lemons bread, lemons. I want my lemons bread, lemons bread. Mister photo, Mister photo, Mister photo, Mister photo. Our bread, it's gone. You stole our bread. Mr. Furrow, we have to go to Appomattox house. <laughs> From the Saucer Shack, live, this is El Chapo with the Cholesterol Report. Recently, many people have believed that pushing too many buttons on the hot tub could be bad for your relationship. I speak to experts on hot tub buttons and find out the truth. So we just uh, touched down in, in L.A., worldwide capital of uh, hot tub design and buttons. And uh, we're on our way to Beverly Hills. The weather's pretty good here. But we're going to uh, one of the foremost designer of hot tub buttons, Jerry Smythe. So we're going up. Look to buzz in these gates. 
Hello? This is El Chapo from the Coastal War. We're here to talk to Jerry. And looks like the gates are opening. Alright, let's go through. We roll up a palm-strewn long driveway up to the stucco mansion, which is Jerry's utopia. Hello? Anybody home? Uh, yeah, it's right, right this way. Ah. Right, right away, Looking for Jerry? Yeah, he's, he's in the hot tub, if you don't know. Oh, okay. You can come see him um, in the tub. Uh, where do we change at? We're going we're to meet him in the hot tub, uh, I guess? I'm changing. Everybody bathes nude around here, if you will. All right. You just leave your uh, leave your clothes in the box. Also, we just get a uh, sound gear near the hot tub, then. Okay. <sighs> ah. Ooh. Jerry. Ah. <laughs> gentlemen. Hey. gentlemen. How's it going? Um, I see you're both well hung. That's yeah, good to know. Um, no thank, you. thank you. Thank uh, you. Mind if we uh, dip in with you? By all means. Would you like uh, some lembus bread to go with that? Uh, your tea? Oh, yeah. yeah um, uh, actually, some water would be good, too, with that. Because I'm, I'm a little parched. Of course. Water. Right this place. Uh, is it right? It is a lembus bread and water. Yeah. Would you like some scotch? What, uh, what temperature is your hot tub at? Uh, well, I like to keep it cold around 84 degrees most of the time. Oh, I know people don't oh. like that. But. I, I, know, I, know, I know some people who don't like that. Yes. So you designed the buttons for hot tubs for pretty much, I think, all hot tubs. Well, really. it's a lifelong journey. You know, what, what we try to do is to keep intoxicated men from mashing these buttons too much. We have a mash-proof button that we're rolling out next year. Next year, right? you, how long have you been working on this design? About 15 years. We, About 15 we have had many complaints from girlfriends saying their their boyfriends need start mashing the buttons because they want to stick their giant cocks in the jets without getting it stuck, and they end up turning the temperature down. It seems to be a relatively pervasive uh, problem. Ah, you know. So we did, we made the, the jets smaller, because you don't want to get stuck in them. So we just made, yeah, don't stick your cock. So what, what advice jets. would you would you give uh, drunken boyfriends who are, you know, just pushing... Uh, you know, sometimes the woman gets out early and uh, the guy is in there and he wants the jets on. I suggest not sitting on them before you start mashing buttons. Jerry started his career as a door-to-door salesman and began to realize pushing doorbells buttons were the same as what could be the control buttons for hot tubs. I pushed a lot of buttons, kid. And now I've figured it all out. And that's why I'm here to tell you. That's why we're naked in this hot tub together. It may seem uncomfortable at first, but you'll get used to it. You recently wrote a book, um... Pushing hot tub buttons, pushing your partner's buttons. Um, what was your uh, inspiration? A lot of people have unsuccessful sex in the hot tubs. Sometimes there isn't a place to put your knees. Some of the times you get, end up with your face under the water. <laughs> and you can't, you can't figure out how to get it out. So what I like to do when I wrote this book is came up with many ways where coitus can be achieved without anybody drowning getting burnt or getting stuck in a jet. I suspect you've probably saved a lot of lives and relationships. And I've sold a lot of books. I was able to build this glorious mansion. 
thanks to those things. So I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you coming, Lottie. Now, would you like some steel cut oats? I'm like, it's about time I had breakfast. As I run in and out of accents all day. Uh, no, thank it's you. It's schizophrenia. I think I think we're going. Um, I I actually have some steel cut oats. A uh, couple servings at El Chapo's place. Um, maybe you've heard of him. Um, but thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Anything I can do, if there's anything I can do, Don't you just let me know. Your clothes are in the garage. Find them there. Thank you. Here's what else you need to know. Recently, steel cut oats can be altered by the push of a button on a pressure cooker. If you're in the hot tub, these buttons can prove to be dangerous to your relationship. I'm El Chapo, and this has been the Pressure Cooker Report. Where's our key grip? I want I wanted my hot coat. Steel cut oats in the hot tub. We could cook them in the hot tub. I think I'm on to something. Nobody's listening to me. God. Hmm. Save your own life. Change your hot tub. Change your life. Change your didgeridoo. Change your life. Thanks to High Pitch Eric for talking on the radio to me tonight. Thanks to El Chapo for keeping it rills throughout highs and lows. Continuing to kick ass and take names. Tell your friends about our podcast. Please leave us a review. We ain't got shit. Give us something. Give us something to eat. Give us some Lumbus bread, man. Four years, we're still doing this shit. Why? I have no idea. But we keep going on. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. Johnny Kobasa Rocks on Instagram. You can hear me listening and talking to High Pitch Eric on the Mark Aram Show. And you can catch both of us eating Lumbus bread under a picnic table behind the garage outside your mama's back door bitches Ow.